Welcome to Better Before Lunch. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Lori. And today we're talking about us for our 100th episode. Welcome back. It's our 100th episode. I don't have a soundboard still, so I can't play applause, but we made it to 100 episodes. Um, So today we're talking about whatever we want. And whatever we want is TV and movies, obviously. (laughs) Because it's our 100th episode, so we're just going to (laughs) talk. Or not talk. Yeah, we're just going to sit in silence for the rest of the episode. Uh, So our first topic is, or maybe our only topic, we'll see how it goes, is... what is our first? What what oh did my we gosh. decide? To... We were saying what TV shows and movies have held up over time, mm, and which right ones there didn't. we go. Yeah, which one? Which movies and TV shows held up over time? That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were talking about this the other day, so we decided uh, what better topic. Uh, so I guess we'll start with movies because there are probably well. There's a there's a pretty big difference. Like some really good movies at the time have held up and some really not good movies or really like really good movies when you look back on them are bad. Yeah, like at the time it was really good and yeah. you look back and it's either cheesy or the something's wrong with the storyline or it was it was so within that time period that it doesn't work yeah outside of that. Like, uh, I mean, when it comes to special effects, it's funny because if you look at like 80s movies, a lot of a lot of big blockbuster 80s movies like Jaws. And then you look at something like Avatar. When Avatar came out, everybody was like. Avatar came out, what, in the early 2000s? I'm not even sure. 2000, maybe or so maybe early 2000s it was no it was later 2000s like uh, 2900 uh yeah somewhere around there <laughs> um but when that came 2009 uh when that came out that was the biggest baddest bestest of all special effects yeah i remember people went crazy for that movie i only saw parts of it And it it was, at the time, the absolute best. But when you look back on it, it doesn't look as good as... Because technology has continued to get better. The computer animation. When you look back on Jaws, they... Or like Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park, I think, holds up even... Because well, Jaws... with the original Jurassic Park, because I mean they have like yeah. a million new ones. I haven't even seen any of the new ones, so at this point they probably look good. But in another twenty years, will they? Right. Which they used all animatronics. Now, obviously, it costs a lot of money to build those things and operate them. But when you look back at Jurassic Park, the first movie, or Jaws, I haven't looked back at it in a long time, so they, I can't back this up and say for sure they look as good as you remember them looking because they were real they were real objects so 
the quality of those objects hasn't changed. Now, now the quality could be bad on something, right. though. You can now, still use bad quality. Right. There's lots of there's lots and lots of movies from the 80s that look bad and look looked One bad when they came amazing out. One that is still amazing and does not look bad <laughs> is Back to the Future. Right. Well, there. Yeah. There's an example there. Like it. It's just like a. They used all practical effects and stuff and. Like Jaws, yeah, there's a scene where you look at the shark. It doesn't look like a real shark, but it's terrifying. <laughs> Even though it doesn't, maybe it doesn't now, the later Jaws movies are terrible. They had a, but. What did they have? I I saw the original Jaws, but it's been a long time. I definitely haven't watched it lately. The only thing I know about Jaws is that when it was at Universal as a ride, it was the scariest thing in the world. <laughs> well, Jaws 1. The shark looks even more real than the one that's in that ride that you were terrified I mean, of. I know it doesn't look that real <laughs> in the ride, but when it comes up and I think about falling into murky, gross water with a bunch of, like, animatronic things, that is terrifying to me in, its, right. in itself. Now, Jaws, Jaws 4, where the shark followed Brody's wife, while she flew in a plane down to the Bahamas, and it followed her it like, in followed the water. Her to Did they the just Bahamas. show its fin? <laughs> no, they. It just is there for some reason. But she flies in a plane from wherever they are, Montauk Bay or whatever. I can't remember Amityville. Uh, down to the Bahamas. <laughs> Somehow it can track her. It's not even Brody. It's Brody's wife, and it follows her. And harasses her, and it looks like it's made out of cardboard. It harasses her, like it calls her. Names <laughs> like it kills and stuff. everybody around her, and is like hunting her, but killing everyone around her. It's it's a very bad movie that doesn't hold up. <laughs> what about Sharknado? Uh, I would say <laughs> it, it was a product of its time, <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't even like that long ago, was it? No. <laughs> That'll be one people uh, look back at. And now, think, what? Speaking of movies that are products of their time, uh, on my list of things here, I have a good and a bad product okay. of their time. A good one is Clueless. Uh, an amazing one. Right. The bad one is Juno. I completely agree. <laughs> um, Juno, when it came out, was different and quirky, and I thought it was so good. Right, it and was it was super like relevant. When yeah, it came out just something about it, and I watched it with my teenager a couple months ago, and I was like, "Wait, that's the movie that I liked," and she <laughs> felt the same way. She's like, "This was the good movie." I was like, "Well, I haven't seen it since it came out like 15 years ago, and I didn't realize that it it didn't hold up. Something about it." just didn't translate it was a product of its time in a like you had to be in that time yeah you had to exist <laughs> yeah. in, in like within that and maybe even, uh, even within that it, subculture yeah to really make it work it's, even when it came out i would not have called it one of my favorite movies well no but i did but, think it was good i was like that was really different that was a good movie right it felt really artsy and everything but it was really just if you look back on it now you're like oof mm -mm. yeah no it just wasn't now clueless was my favorite movie since i yeah. was in the fifth grade and 
it did it in a different way. Like, right. It still is a good movie to watch now when you go back and look at what kids, which I think in Hollywood were, but they did it in a way where it wasn't actual life. Like no one was actually right. like that. So we can have that fantasy then or now, which I think, uh, I think it has to do with at least partially the writing because yeah. Clueless is just a good movie that is well and the director of clueless was the same one that did like fast times at ridgemont high wasn't it i think so so um so she was a good director anyways with that 80s movie feel and brought it to like the teen 90s i think she had a good grasp on teen movies yeah it was just it was a good movie set in that era and it had paul (laughs) rudd in it so maybe maybe if juno would have had paul rudd it would have been better but if you look at Juno, the writing's just not as good as Clueless, I don't think. <laughs> no. So maybe that's part of why it doesn't hold up because it's just like. I think it doesn't hold here's up because things, it didn't have Paul Rudd. Just like, here's things from that era. Well, I mean, you had Paul Rudd and that, that does make it better. Yeah. If he'd have been Juno. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Make, <laughs> make Paul Rudd Juno. Let's and start then, a petition. And then it would have been amazing, obviously. Change.org. Uh, go look up <laughs> Make Paul Rudd Juno. And then it's like a mix of that and, um, oh no, what's the one where Arnold Schwarzenegger has a baby? Wasn't he the one that had the baby? Um, yeah, well, Schwarzenegger did a lot of crazy movies. <laughs> and yes, there was one where he was pregnant. Mr. Mom, maybe? maybe? Or was that? I don't know. Mr. Mom might have been the uh, Hulk Hogan movie. Or maybe that was Mr. Nanny. <laughs> there were a lot of... That era... So if we're really now, talking about insanity that happened, there's right. probably a lot of movies, but maybe some of them are still really good. I don't know. There was some insanity going on in the like 90s with uh, action stars. Because... <laughs> Right. There was, which I guess we even had because The Rock has been in some weird things like that. But Oh, yeah, where he's like a tooth fairy or something. Yeah. and uh, I haven't even seen all these movies, but I do remember Vin trailers. Diesel was like a nanny or something, but they just weren't the same as Hulk Hogan being a nanny. I mean, and or maybe they were exactly the same. Sometimes you, okay, so. Maybe. Maybe they were a product of their time. I remember watching Death Becomes Her when I was younger and thinking, this movie is fantastic. Do you remember that movie with Meryl Streep and Goldie Hawn and I think Bruce Willis? No, I do not. And they like drink this serum to keep them young forever, but they're really like dead. So they start falling apart, but they can't die. And they're like blowing holes through each other and stuff. And their skin peels off. I don't know. It's really s- stupid. But then I remember being one of my friends talked our other friends into watching it. We're like, it's so good. And then we all watched it as a group. We were like, mm, did we misjudge this? <laughs> but I sort of feel like I could watch it today and feel differently again. So maybe maybe it's like your own mind. It comes and goes. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger being pregnant was Junior. That Junior. was the movie that, which was another of the movies that was Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger together oh, yeah, in a movie. Oh, yeah, they did Twins, where yeah. they played twins. Yeah, Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito... All right, Duo but I think we a... should watch those because maybe <laughs> yeah. they held up. Maybe they did. That's one I... Maybe we're going to laugh like crazy. I haven't watched Junior or... Uh... We can't say for sure if they held up if we haven't seen them. Yeah, so who knows? Uh... 
they're pretty crazy premises. So I think they had a. I mean, maybe does movies still have that crazy of a premise? Because I feel like back then we definitely had a lot of insane things happening in movies. We did. <laughs> uh, also, Mr. Nanny was the Hulk Hogan movie. Uh, well, I guess let's move on to TV. Okay. We've. I'm not sure if we covered movies properly. I'm not sure if we know what we're talking about. We're going to have to go back. We should have maybe watched what we were talking about. Well, Avatar does not hold up as well as some of the older stuff because computer graphics get better. So the special effects are cool, but they're not as cutting edge as they were. Uh, And also the story in Avatar is... I think story cookie cutter. <laughs> I think story has a lot to do with yeah. it and maybe cast because there's a lot of let's just say no special effects at all like the movie Pretty in Pink. Yeah. That's still a really good movie and I'm saying it based on like having had my teenager watch it who liked it. So when you can have a whole another generation watch that and this is like two generations back, yeah. it would be like, "Wow, that's a good movie." Then the story or the casting or the acting, like something is just all, just right with right. it. Well, that's like Avatar was good because of special effects. Like the, the 3D and the cinema, like all of the 3D stuff, that was what made it good. So now that that's not the most cutting edge, the movie's not quite as good. Well, where... I think you run that risk when you're doing any sort of computer graphics because you're even if you have the very best of that time it's not always going to be the very best if that is your main but maybe good quality of your movie then it's not going to hold up but maybe that doesn't matter there's still like hits in the box office right for five to ten years people are going to think they're amazing and then which that's maybe that's all they care to be if that held up if if the main focus wasn't how good Avatar looked, maybe it would have held up. Like if it actually had the kind of story that was like really good, maybe people would have. Maybe it would have because like Star Wars, the special oh, yeah. effects in Star Wars, not not really that great in the right. first. I mean, they were they it's were cheesy, relatively. I, I, as far as I know, they were relatively cutting edge for the time. They used some animatronic stuff. and Yeah. Uh, the lightsabers were kind of like a newer way to do that. It was relatively low budget. But the story's really good. So it, even when you look back, you're like, Star Wars, the, the first movie that came out, does not look anywhere near as good flashy and good as the newest ones but maybe the newest but ones people won't like look them too just flashy as, and good in 20 yeah. years if like, anything what? people like the original one more <laughs> than the newer ones despite the fact that like the lightsabers are them very slowly swinging but that might be part of it because when you aren't relying on graphics in your movie you're relying on telling a good story right you need and to make sto- sure you have a good that's story gonna hold and- up <laughs> yeah the, yeah you're the technology that you're using isn't going to hold up. Your story will. A good story is a good story. A good story. I and mean. That's Clueless holds up better than Juno because there's more to the movie. Yeah. Than just the, oh, it's the 90s. Well, and it was Juno like. Juno was, oh, it's 2005 or whatever I've seen, year it was. Um, 
I've seen people that are obviously young post about clueless and be like, oh my God, they were allowed to have cell phones in school and show their midriff. And we're, you know, but, but we weren't. No one was allowed right. to do that in the 90s. Now kids can have cell phones, but back then, you did not have a cell phone back then. No. So some yeah, of you it didn't was, even have one. Really, some of it was just the idea that it could be like that. You're like, wow, cool. Yeah. It wasn't exactly like, like a, I don't know what I'm trying to go for, but like Juno's like trying to hit this subculture and this oddity, and Clueless wasn't really trying to do that. That's true. So part of, but that's Clueless had a good story, and Paul Rudd, and Paul Rudd. So it you can't go up. wrong there. Um, can't think of anything with Paul Rudd in it that didn't hold up. So maybe that is the secret ingredient. I would say for sure. If you want your movie to hold up, put Paul Rudd in it. Hundred percent. Or I guess the counter argument would be that maybe Paul Rudd's good at choosing oh, good there movies you go. maybe to be in. Picky. He's like, I right. won't be in that. He's like, well, this isn't going to hold up. I don't want to be in this. This is stupid. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, this he's movie. Like, yeah, he's like, I'll I am not going to be Juno. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> he's like, that. That's not going to hold up if I'm Juno. <laughs> no, thank you. Pass. Uh, so yeah, change.org force Paul Rudd to be Juno regardless. I mean, it would end up being amazing. I don't know how, but he would do it and it would work. I've changed the petition now. Um, Okay, now we can move on to TV because somehow... TV! I'm more of a TV person than a movie person anyways. So, there's lots of TV that has held up. There's lots of TV that has not. But there's some TV that I'm not sure if it held up because this is kind of like just our own opinion. Like, if a new generation watched it, would it be good? I don't know. But some of it I still like because I have fond memories of watching it, even though I don't know that True. it really is relevant today. Though some of it doesn't even have to be relevant today. I love Lucy. Right. I love Lucy's not really relevant today, but it's still good. It's so good. <laughs> it's funny. That's, and the weird that's thing, why. this is where I don't know. Um, well, my kids have watched some I Love Lucy and laughed. But when you watch it compared to newer shows, you realize that TV moved slower back then. Yeah. It was a slower build to the Though, jokes. and Even with the slower, Lucy's still pretty fast paced. Maybe it was ahead of its time a little bit for TV. Maybe that's helped it be Right, good. yeah. Because like the Honeymooners, that was probably around the same time, right? Maybe a little before. I think it might have been a little before, but I'm, I could be wrong. That one did have more of a theatrical feel and, and a was, little slower. Yeah. It was good too. Was, I still quote funny. I still quote it all the time to Alan. Though one of these days, Alan. I don't moon. think it held up as well just because it's it's slower than I love Lucy. It is slower. Um well, and I guess it is about him, uh, you know, he threatens to beat his well, wife. Well, yeah, he like. does threaten to <laughs> punch her to the moon, which is <laughs> probably not the best. Well, let's see. I Love Lucy started in 1951. Uh, the Honeymooners start, I think, in the 50s. So I think they were around. The Honeymooners started in 1955. Oh, my gosh. The later? The Honeymooners was later. See, that's maybe I Love Lucy was just ahead of its time because... I mean, watching well, I the two, Lucille I would Ball assume on her own was I, right, a bit was, ahead of her time when right, it came to she was comedy. Kind of, yeah, she was kind of a comedian, like a comedy genius. Yeah. I mean, even 
current comedians still the, yeah. talk about her as like a genius of comedy. So, so it was definitely it just. I mean, it just did something different, and it really held up. Whereas some of the other ones have fallen by the right. wayside, but they also didn't, you know, threaten to beat each other. So That's I guess that, <laughs> that, that that really doesn't work yeah. in today's right. Unless it's like you threatening to. Well, right, I do threaten my husband, but he <laughs> he doesn't like that, um, <laughs> and I do it jokingly. So, but yeah, like the pace that didn't really hold up as well because TV got a little faster, but. It did. Everything is very fast compared to even like the Adams family. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, though, I guess that's kind I of like. I know that's one of your favorites. Uh, yes, it is. I love Lucy and the Adams family, which are funny because I consider them to basically be polar opposites. Like, I think, I think I'm not the only. I don't think I'm uh, like a genius in that regard. Uh, but they basically like totally flip flopped the whole. I love Lucy narrative to make the Adams family and talk about silly uh, graphics. Isn't, or is it the monsters that they always do the run where it's in like, it's sped up fast. Is that the monsters or does the Adams family um, do it too? I feel like the Adams family probably does do that. The <laughs> monsters definitely do that. Uh, Cause they do a lot of like in camera. Well, effects I, like that. it doesn't feel um, neither one of them feel so stuck in their time. No, because even the Adams family family is um, they're dealing with issues of not fitting in in the community and they go down and but they don't realize they don't fit in. Right. You know, it's like this. The the Adams family. Morticia and Gomez are like the best parents ever. They're super well, they don't, supportive of they their don't kids. They don't realize that and, other people think they're weird. Right. And they think, oh, they have, like, they think the other people are a bit strange, but they don't realize that they're strange. They they both parent, they both, uh, they're, like, crazy supportive of their kids. They'll, like, drop everything to go help their kids at school. They tried to, like, start a school to help their kids. Yeah, I remember, I remember <laughs> when they were, like, at a town hall meeting yes. to, like... <laughs> For something, but... Which, and then, yeah, they don't. So that does hold up. But again, just like I Love Lucy, kind Wait, of I ahead of its time. I know. I was going to say, I don't necessarily feel like and the monsters it's so too. stuck in the 50s that yeah. I can't relate to it. Which is funny that the, both the Munsters and the Adams Family, both families about like ghoulish monsters were two of the three that we said are ahead of their time. <laughs> like. Um, the Golden Girls. Yeah, I forever think. it re. I don't know if it still reruns all the time on TV, but just I mean, from the it started in the yeah. early '80s, I think, and yeah, definitely. I mean, I've now, watched some episodes, and there are things in the Golden Girls that I think they wouldn't do now. Well, yeah, but as far as it being a good or show, things that they might do now and not not do in the show, right? Like, sometimes they say things where it was a different way of bringing awareness to issues. Yeah. That now people don't like that way of doing it. But I still think it is a, a really yeah. good show. I mean, specific jokes and stuff don't hold up, maybe. But the show itself is definitely holds up yeah. still. I mean, it's, I mean, my six-year-old watches right. it with me and laughs. Yeah, it's still, it's funny. It's I know a that funny seems show. strange because it has yeah. a lot of adult jokes. But I don't think she gets all those. But she does get the sarcasm of Dorothy. And yeah. she'll be like... She's being sarcastic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, a little bit later, 
uh, would be then Frasier, which I think uh, absolutely does hold up. After it's also all your favorite show. One of my favorite shows. Because like you said, The Addams Family, that's also one of my favorite shows. Yeah, every show we talk about it, I'm like, and that's your favorite? Yeah, I have a lot of favorites, but it is one of my favorites. It's funny to me because, like, the entire premise of Frasier sounds super boring. And it ev- does seem like it and would be. everybody who has not watched the show refers to it as boring. And everybody that watches it is then like, such a great show. Because uh, even... Except for Alan. He doesn't like Frasier. <laughs> he doesn't like the Golden Girls. Well, well, to the moon, not, right? Yeah, <laughs> not everybody likes everything. Uh, but even, but I mean, even younger people like one of the podcasts I watched. the The one person on the team was the youngest person was nineteen and had never watched Frasier, and they were always joking about Frasier, and she was always talking about how boring it was, but had never watched it, and then sometime during this pandemic time she watched the entire series and now also makes jokes about Frasier because no, it she has, thought it was funny it has <laughs> such good one-liners and um just ridiculous hijinks and it's yeah. for the fact that it is about a uppity <laughs> right. man trying to fit into high society but it's all of his failures in doing right. so and he it's more He's trying to be uppity and trying to fit in, but really is a little more grounded than he wants to be, (laughs) Uh, but also is not entirely grounded. No, yeah, no, nor is Niles, but it does make her good. I don't think he even wants to be, I think he wants to be high society only. Uh, Just, you, nothing about it sounds like it would be an entertaining like goofy sitcom and I never watched it one. until I was maybe 22 because I always thought the same thing like oh I wouldn't like Frasier and I started watching it one day and I was like no I love it yeah, it's actually so 100% I will say that holds up you know what We're, let's back back up to the 70s mm-hmm. when I was younger I really liked Welcome Back Cotter yeah and I rewatched that one recently and it I still like it because I liked it when I was younger, but it doesn't have, it has like a very um, on stage presence. Right. It feels like a show from the 70s. Yeah. And it and it feels like they're so, doing a play. Right. The like show. It's cheesy. It is not bad, but doesn't really hold up like it. But the theme song does. Well, yeah, for sure. And <laughs> I mean, and the catchphrases do too. Yeah, but, no, I love. I mean, I still love it, but it has a different feeling. It definitely has a feeling of this older yeah. play that you're watching on TV. Which um, the same thing as the Honeymooners. Like, I don't think that it holds up, but I would still watch it. Well, and then some of them, like Taxi, was a good show, but it's it's not. It's pretty slow when you it's watch. Slow. It. It's very slow. Um, and who's the boss at the time? Right. I, I would actually. Liked, but I don't know the, if it would. I would say... Be something I liked now. The Honeymooners and Taxi hold up better. Maybe... I haven't watched Welcome Back, Cotter in a while now. Um, 
I mean, I still laugh but, at it, but I have like nostalgia feelings. But like, for who's it. the boss? And it shows like that don't I know, seem to. I there's a, a bunch of. I guess because there are a lot of, of the they they were a lot of just like family sitcom kind of things. Oh, and Home Improvement. Right. I tried to watch that with my kids. It was like, oh, we watched this as a kid, but it was very 90s like the special effects with like the legs flipping yeah. over to switch the scene and at that time was cool and i don't know it just isn't quite what i hold, remember i think i think it's more like those kind of like family sitcoms don't hold up as well because but full house is still good yeah and that was like well we've watched it 700 times because my kids yeah. love fuller house they like full house and so when when kids can go back and watch a show that took place in the late 80s and 90s and like it, I think that's that says a lot for a family show. Um, yeah. Uh, I know as I, an adult, you're probably not going to go back and watch a family show and go, well, this could show. Yeah, So I in that so. case, I guess you have to base that on to children like to go back and watch it. TV seems like it's a little harder for me for what holds up and what doesn't. Uh, though there are some... I guess it's easy for me to see ones that do hold up. Like I Love Lucy and Adam's Family. You know what else? I think we've forgotten a bunch of them. Like the ones that wouldn't have worked out and we wouldn't so like. There's just a lot of TV. Yeah. Like is ALF still good if I watched it today? Right. Like the particularly good ones just continue to stay around. Yeah. The ones that hold up. I guess that's true. So I don't don't know either. Because like. I don't even know with movies. A lot of the procedural, like, police drama type stuff doesn't hold up as well. Now, obviously, I'm a fan of Magnum P.I. Oh, but we watched that for the book club last year, and uh, it was awesome. And then I yeah. wanted to be Magnum P.I. for a while. Remember, yeah. I was like, I'm only going to wear but Hawaiian shirts and baseball I'm not caps. sure, like, when you watch back and look at it, like... I think Magnum P.I., the character, holds up. But then did you watch I don't the remake? Think the show Where they, like, remade up. Magnum P.I.? It was not as good. Right, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but Magnum P.I. is a little slow, too. Yeah. I think but that's that some it's like of it mystery. is just having those feelings towards a show you watched when you were younger or that time period that makes you like it. Mm-hmm. Whereas you couldn't just grow up today and go back and watch it. But a lot of... Young people today are loving friends. Yeah, and I think if more people gave Magnum P.I. a chance. Because somebody <laughs> liked it enough to try the, to remake it. I don't know how much it actually holds up because some of the plots are No, like it's cheesy and goofy. ridiculous, but Magnum P.I. is awesome. Kind of like Miami Vice. I also wanted to dress like them for a while. Yeah, that's which... Try to be the that female one, version of all I think of the... Miami Vice does hold Miami up a little better because it's not as crazy. yeah. It's more realistic. Not necessarily realistic. It's got some pretty crazy plots too, but definitely. Miami at that time was a much more chaotic place. Hawaii was not as I know, but crazy Hawaii, a place as Magnum PI made it out to be. <laughs> I mean, I think part of it is that the main characters just had such cool outfits. Magnum definitely did. Uh, I mean, those short shorts that were popular for men back in the 80s. I think he's the main reason why short shorts that are way too short are were in fashion. Oh, they 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 were. Everybody's dad wore short shorts. And James Bond. James Bond was the because for some reason, uh, 
James Bond loved to wear short shorts when he wasn't in a tuxedo. (laughs) (laughs) A tuxedo or short shorts, the only way a man should dress. Apparently, (laughs) because... Product of its time. I mean, I... Uh, we're trying to talk about what holds up, but maybe we're totally wrong. Like, oh, what do you, what do mean, you guys think what right. holds up and doesn't hold up? I mean, we're probably super wrong. We're just, I think we're probably right like about the things like that right do hold up. What we like right now and what we up. don't like. <laughs> I think... Because we've think, said almost everything does. Um, no, we went over some... Well, TV... Again, like you said, I think we just don't think about the ones on tv that i think it's the same for movies there's probably a ton of movies that just are not good now but we don't right there are tons of movies for sure that just (laughs) nobody even remembers them (laughs) not only that in order for this to really work out we would have had to rewatch them all and who wants to do that we're just trying to go from memory no but i mean like okay here here's a game i'll type pick a pick a year between 1990 and 2010 1987 that's not between those (laughs) numbers at all but okay movies 1987 top movies 1987 let's see how many of these you remember and and then oh okay well 1987 was actually a really good year for movies i mean i love 80s movies so uh, i really i shouldn't have done 80s because I love them. Okay, well. Let's do it anyways, and then we'll do a 90s. All right, so let me let me pick a few here. 1987. Okay, well, Dirty Dancing came out in 1987. Not as good as I remembered. Recently no. watched it. Good, but not as good as I remembered. The Lost Boys came out in 1987. Oh, I have not seen that I one. I haven't watched it's it on, in a it's long It's on time. my list. Um. Don't know if it held up. I know it's like a cult classic, so it may not have held up, but might still be really enjoyable. Uh, Full Metal Jacket came out in 1987. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, that held up. That's still, well, last time I watched it, it was still good. Um, looks like, oh, The Princess Bride came <gasps> yes! out in 1987. Oh, my gosh, still that's, so good. Yeah, that super held up. That like, is such a good movie. Uh, <laughs> there are a lot of real, like... Keep uh, go Read them. I just, okay. just quickly read them. Uh, Raising Arizona. Awesome. Still holds up. That's uh, Coen Brothers, I think. Uh, and it's probably not. I'm going to look dumb. You Hell, always look dumb. <laughs> Hellraiser came out in... Uh, oh, which, I didn't realize a, that was the year that... Uh. As a horror movie, that held up. Uh... Well, here we go. Top grossing. Platoon was 1986. Uh, okay. Oh, Can't Buy Me Love. We just watched that Can't one. Can't Buy and, Me Love. And and my daughter said that was one of her favorite movies. So that held up. Maurice. <laughs> I don't even know what that movie is, so I don't think that held up. But maybe it did. Maybe it did. Now we know what we need to watch. <laughs> um Patch Adams. Oh no, Good Morning Vietnam. I they both were. I I thought Good Morning Vietnam came out a lot later in 1987. But um, Adventures in Babysitting. They remade that movie lately. Fatal Attraction. I think RoboCop came out. Yeah, RoboCop came out in oh 1987. Oh my gosh. Wall Street. Which RoboCop? Oh, Spaceballs. Oh, we were. Someone was just <laughs> talking about the movie Wall Street. Uh yeah. So 
I mean, now Predator. going through this list, Lethal Weapon, Predator, Robocop. Harry and the Hendersons didn't hold no. up that well. It came out that year. Some kind of wonderful. I didn't like that one too much, but I do know some people who did. Three Men and a Baby. I don't know if it held up, but yeah. I do remember it. They're very iconic 80s movies, but there are lots of ones that I've never watched, never heard of, or haven't hold, Overboard, held Overboard. They just remade that one, too. They've remade a bunch of them. They just were like, what came out in... 1987 let's uh let's remake it yeah maybe they'll remake space balls yeah what what a good year for a movie yeah 1987 was a fantastic batteries not included i don't know that i've seen that oh you've never seen that Uh, we just watched that the other day too monster squad yeah okay so 1987 but there are some things on this planes and automobiles yeah, there's okay. very few things on this list that didn't hold up. When I was at Blind Date, <laughs> when I was a kid, that was the only movie we had travel that went in our like travel video thing, and I watched it all the time. I don't know that it held up or that it was even that good at the time, because it was like above my head as a kid, but it was the only one I could ever watch mm, Yeah, in the car. I guess I need to make sure that so, was like... Okay, so it's hard to tell. Because there are movies I've never even heard of. So Cherry they've been 2000. Like forgotten about. That was one of my dad's favorites. Yeah. But that's, I mean, at the 80s, they weren't focusing Beverly on... Beverly Hills Cop. CGI. They were doing all practical effects, and there was a lot of focus on story. Oh, my gosh. Lethal Weapon. We... Uh, what? Yeah. 1987 was a heck 19- of a year for... <laughs> Yeah, 1987. Oh, my gosh. If you guys just want to watch some movies, just if it came out in 87, give it a chance. Yeah. Uh, there's very few movies on this list. I can't that... believe it. So, poor year for that example. <laughs> Let's try 1993. Okay. Yeah, Okay. So in 1993, there are a whole lot less movies that I recognize, even though I was born in 1987. So I shouldn't, I I, I should recognize these more than I was six at the time compared Dazed to. Dazed and Confused, The Sandlot, yeah, Son-in-Law. There, there were a now, couple good ones. I mean, what if you watch Son-in-Law now? But have you ever what heard of. What would that possibly right. be like, I wonder. Right. Now. Schindler's Tombstone. List came out, and that did hold up as a terrifyingly sad movie. Um, What's Eating Gilbert Grape? I haven't watched that, so well, I couldn't tell you. Well, recently, I haven't seen it recently. I don't know, but if it was definitely. Um, it was good when it came out. Yeah. But, um, I haven't seen any of these movies now recently. We're, now we're just welcome so they, to episode one hundred, where we're just naming movies. Oh, ninety three had one of your favorite movies, Jonathan. Uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't even see that. I just, that is one of my favorite movies. Um, so 93 had some good ones. Hocus but Pocus. People still talk about that one every Halloween. Though, Sleepless in Seattle. That was a good, like, romantic comedy. But did it hold up? I don't I know. Seen it I don't know. I haven't seen it lately. But it didn't have ones I wanted to go back and rewatch. And in Eighty-seven. I've rewatched a bunch of those lately. Right, and that's that's what I. That's kind of what I was getting at with this before we just went off on our episode one hundred. Well, tangent. we got excited about yeah. all of the movies. Nineteen eighty-seven really got us. Uh, we were just that was. But the insane. point was that ninety percent of these movies from ninety-three I don't even think about anymore. No, so they probably didn't hold up. 
But maybe some of them did. I mean, maybe some of them are good. I bet a lot of them are kind of slow. But the ones I remember, such as Robin Hood Men in Tights, I, it held up. And that's probably why I remember it. <laughs> Schindler's List was in 93. But then again, Free Willy, I don't know that that really held up. And That one gave me that. nightmares so, as a child. You know, I haven't seen that in a long time, but. I didn't. I'm. I'm scared of. Uh, so who knows? We really didn't whales. answer any questions with this game, but no, it was, that was nothing. I don't know was, what we're doing, but we were having fun. Right, we're doing whatever we want because yeah. it's episode one hundred. It's 100. our day, guys. <laughs> so, um, I just feel like I should just go home and like Google a year and the movies, and, and then, then watch just watch them all. And see. Just watch every movie that came out that year. ever been made in that year, <laughs> and then the next year, and then the next year. I'm starting in the 80s, though, because the 80s were awesome. 1987 was a good year for... Junior came out in 1994, and so did Forrest Gump. You know, the funny thing is, I remember seeing Junior. Maybe not in the theaters. Maybe it was on TV or something. Pulp Fiction came out in 94, too. I didn't watch that until much later, but... <laughs> Oh, we and only you. We rewatched that movie lately. Well, what do you mean? Only I did. <laughs> Obviously, I didn't. It was a romantic comedy, and we're like, oh, we'll watch this one. It did not hold up. It no. was no good at all. And I do remember watching it in the '90s, thinking, oh, that's a good movie, and it's not. I feel like maybe a lot of romantic comedies probably don't hold up. There are some that maybe do, but. Well, kind, of, kind of like TV with family sitcoms. That's kind of why Some I was just... pointing out that Pretty in Pink was so good. But most of John Hughes' movies were good. Yeah. Again, good writing. Yeah. I think that's the big the big thing is good writing really preserves the thing. Like if, it's, if the movie or TV show is good because of how well written it is, it seems to just hold up. Yeah, if it gets too cheesy somewhere in it, even yeah. if it worked for that time period, it like right. It might not be later. Bad. You see it just the might not hold silliness up. of it. Because just because it doesn't hold up doesn't mean that it's bad. We uh, don't even know what hold up means. We mean well, like it's just not relevant. And <laughs> I know I'm just saying we keep saying it, but I guess right. we just mean like that we don't like it later, or that newer generations don't find it right. It's just not as relevant. Yeah, and. and good <laughs> but it doesn't necessarily like some things are uh like let's see what's what let me pick one here that doesn't hold up um from 1994 because there's probably like all of them um until you hit 95 and that's when clueless was made yep uh well Polly shore's son-in-law <laughs> I haven't watched it lately. Is it is it still a funny thing if you were to watch it now, or is that definitely a product of its time? I don't think Polly Shore holds. I think Polly Shore <laughs> was a product of his time. I think so too. I feel like it's very nineties. If you think about him, that just it just he right. He is 90s. the nineties, and that's he's not necessarily bad, but he is absolutely the nineties. <laughs> I don't know. We didn't answer any questions here. We just blabbered. We're no good. For, it's our hundredth episode, and we wanted to talk about movies and TV. <laughs> to be honest, that's all it really was. Uh, but we would like to hear what you all think. If you want to comment, yeah, uh, or send us 
emails, message mm-hmm. us. Because. Let us know what movies you guys like that are older movies that are still good or ones that you used to like and now you think are terrible. Right. Because there are definitely movies that we forgot to talk Monty about. Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Mm, that that holds up because. That, that wasn't even because funnier of. now than it ever was when I was younger. That, but that's one of the ones that my. I don't even know if I could call that good writing. I don't know what it's it was. It's just so absurd and funny that it, I, I, it's good comedy. Not, and, the writing And is, the shocking part is, is that some people don't find it funny. And if yes. you're one of those people, I don't know how to help it's you. It's very polarizing. I don't know how to help you. Because <laughs> I've, I've been in a room where like half the people are just like, do not get it right. at it, all. Right, it like does not work for them. <laughs> and then the other half of the room are just like, in tears laughing oh that's me i mean quoting every single line in the movie we watched that one a year or two ago and i forgot how funny it was i was laughing at almost everything we were both in we were like in tears watching it at our house and it doesn't yeah it doesn't even seem to be an age thing because there are people of all ages that just do not think it's funny (laughs) yeah my um people that do yeah i don't know why i don't know what it is that that some well, like people my, think is funny and some don't. Right. My my older one said, was like, did not laugh at anything. And we're like, do you not get it? Like, they're, it's the coconuts. It's making the sound of the horses. And we're cracking up. And she's just like, I get it. And then she's like, do I have to watch it with you guys? We're like, no. But why would you not want to? And I, I don't uh, Maybe it's that you. And maybe that's, maybe that's it. You know, she's even younger back then. So maybe you're not like, like, I think it's funnier now. I liked it when I was a teenager. I've definitely met some people even older that just don't. I think maybe it's people who try to get it that don't think it's funny because it's so absurd that there's nothing really to get. Yeah. It's like, just ridiculous. And that's hilarious. I, I, I think maybe that's it. Is there's maybe there's maybe just some people are just like. Okay, it doesn't make any sense, and that's why it's funny. And I don't know because I've never found any correlation between people who think it doesn't. Like it just fits your sense of humor, or it doesn't. There've been smart and not smart people who like it, smart and not smart people who don't like it, older, younger. It's like just fifty percent of the population thinks it's funny, and fifty. I hope it's does more not. than fifty percent. <laughs> well, I've been in rooms where it's like half and half. Is why I say fifty. <laughs> I don't know. It's hilarious. Only thing that beats it is Mel Brooks, because. And I don't think all of Mel Brooks' stuff is as funny as you do. No, but. Young Frankenstein and Robin Hood Men in Tights are beautiful masterpieces of comedy. Yeah, I mean, I do love Young Frankenstein. Um, I love Airplane, too. Talk about yeah. ridiculous Which comedy. Which I would say, kind of like Monty Python, it's just the absurdest humor. It is, yeah. Because the jokes in Airplane don't make sense. Surely you can't be serious. <laughs> I am, and don't call me Shirley. But it, it is. It's just ridiculous. And the right. whole thing is just I mean, so ridiculous. The, the main character has a drinking problem, and he, every time he goes to drink he through the whole face. movie, <laughs> he throws it in his face. I love it. And it's just like, that's... That's my kind of humor. Like, what? what is... 
what's funny about it? I don't know. It makes me laugh every time he does it. Don't like. I don't know. Like play on words and puns and silliness aren't gonna like that. I guess it's. I would say it's probably less polarizing than the Monty Python because you still get like the uh huh. That's funny. Uh, Where Monty Python, it seems like if somebody doesn't think Monty Python's funny, they just do not like Monty Python. It's crazy. (laughs) Craziness. Oh, do you hear that? Time for the book club. Frasier, Season 5, Episode 14, The Ski Lodge. Now, if you're listening, you may be saying, wait, I thought we were watching Just Shoot Me. But Jonathan changed it because for his 100th episode, he wanted it to be Frasier. Yes. I, uh, we both <laughs> wanted to watch Frasier. And I watched Frasier whether or not it's right. on the book club. So It's our 100th episode, so we decided to do a show that we just really wanted to do. And <laughs> Frasier was what we decided. And sadly, so, this is what happens when we talk to each other yeah. normally. Just Shoot Me will be next week if you watched it. Yeah, we'll uh, still watch that. Don't worry, guys. If We're you, still watching that. If you haven't watched this Frasier episode since we didn't tell you about it, pause the episode. Go watch, watch Frasier. Uh, season 5, episode 14. It's on Hulu and Peacock. And then come back here and join us for the TV book club. We'll wait a second. Okay, it's been one second. So what did this you think? This was... Um, a true farce of an episode. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, every part of it. Like, literally every single part of it was a farce. It was a very um, noises-off feel to it. Yeah, there were there were no, like, Chekhov's gun things where, like, they brought something up and it didn't play into the farce. Like, every single beat was either... It was all set up, like just from start to finish, set up, set up, set up, and then it all played out. Definitely noises off vibes. Yeah, uh, which, which is I, also one of my favorites. Right. Uh, but every, I mean, from Martin not being able to hear things, that was like one of the first right, things in the episode. Right, they set that up so that he could get everything wrong and then confuse everyone. And even to him, like, making hot toddies it just every single thing played into everything yeah it was uh <laughs> daphne's friend liked niles niles liked daphne daphne liked gee and gee liked niles <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just a which played in perfect to fraser's final line yes poor fraser <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, all the what was it like all the hormones and lust going through this place and nobody wanted me (laughs) (laughs) one of my favorite parts though is when he came down in his robe and he thinks like he gets it wrong and and because of martin and thinks that daphne's friend likes him and he's so excited that his robe did it like (laughs) (laughs) um probably i wasn't sure going in like I remembered this episode and it was rated pretty high. Uh-huh. But I was like 
do I like that episode? Yeah, when we talked about it, you even, you were like on the fence about doing this episode. Yeah, we actually watched two episodes. And this was like our, we'll like, we'll watch this and we'll we'll go to the other one if this one's not as good. Rewatching it, I was like, oh. Yeah, actually, it is. It's, it's, this is one of my favorite episodes. I just kind of forgot, I guess. I don't know. I remembered the episode, so. Yeah, it's just so much silliness. Like everyone running into the other person's room and confusing who's supposed to be there and... They're all trying to make up excuses. Yeah, I guess there's too much for me to have remembered. Right. And I watched it a few days ago now, so I don't remember every single line no, I, of what was funny. But it was definitely... Uh, um, definitely one of my favorite episodes of the series. Um, there were definitely some jokes that just didn't quite hold up to today's standards, but... The actual premise and farce 100% did. Well, I feel like they even named him Guy so he could say, I'm not gay, Guy. Yeah. Like it but just... But yeah, every little thing had something to right. do with like the final act of the episode. It just, every setup played out all in five minutes. <laughs> it just kept building up, building up. I don't know, maybe... I guess twenty-two minute show. Probably the last five minutes is where everything yeah, went it, crazy. It, like it starts out more like a typical Frasier too. Like they're at the um, at the office, and Roz went. went oh, I can't talk. Roz <laughs> wins the prize that is the ski lodge, yes. and then from there it just. I like I like Frasier's way of getting the tickets to the lodge too. Oh. Like, oh. Oh, I I guess you're not going to be able to go there. And she's like, what? No, I'm going. He's like, well, you can't ski because she's pregnant at the time, right? And then yeah. he, she's like, yeah, but I can sit by the fire. And he's like, yes, with a nice hot, oh, you can't drink. And all those winding roads to get there. <laughs> and then he gives her a big screen TV, which I feel like, especially at the time, must have been very expensive. It would have cost him just, why didn't he just buy tickets to go know. to a ski lodge? Why did, he, why did he want the free ones in exchange? Like, why would he have just bought them? I mean, maybe because it had like the personal chef and ski instructor with the weekend. I guess, and then he wouldn't have to set it all up. Right, uh, like it was just already set up for I him. Yes, I I did think, I was like, wait, why is he so interested in getting this from her? <laughs> yeah because i mean it must have been like a thousand dollars for a big screen tv back then yeah which i mean i mean maybe the ski lodge still would have been more could be in order to have the instructor and everything for a few nights but uh it made me laugh everything happened in one night with them too what yes. was the next couple nights going to be like of that weekend <laughs> yeah it, uh, yeah did it, i guess it did get to nighttime yeah they were all in bed but yeah what was day two like (laughs) how awkward was that did they leave or did they stay and get the awkward instructions that's that's a good question um all right so what do you rate it out of we're each doing five 4.5 me too I'm not even 100% sure it is my absolute favorite episode That's of why I'm Frasier, not giving it five. But it was a, it's a really one. funny one. 
Yeah. If I was going to rewatch an episode over and over, though, it probably wouldn't be that one. No, I think it, like you watch it, it pays off. Yeah, and, and that, then you that's good. like you're gonna rewatch something else. I like shows um, that follow whatever that show, like the traditional format for that show. I kind of don't like when they break format, which this one did a little, but it was good enough to where it was still really funny. Yeah, but for me, I like ones that are more like in the apartment, at the studio, like that kind of thing. Yeah. That's true. Um, it could potentially be a five, but I'm going to give it a 4.5. I, I, like you said, I, th- I think there are ones that I like better. At Nervosa. Like, I like those classic mm. elements that tie it into being what it is. I know everybody doesn't feel like that about shows, right. but I feel like that about every show that I, I watch. I understand why you feel that way, and I don't know if I do. So, a nine out of ten pretty good imdb has it rated as a 9.6 so we were pretty close uh that's a new thing i want to start doing now that we've hit 100 is compare it to other ratings after we rate it so that does it so next week just shoot me season one episode one if you've already watched it try to remember what you saw or rewatch it and we will be watching it with you we promise that's our episode for next week so we will see you all next week Thanks for listening. Um, Comment down below if you're listening on Sebring.com. If you're not, uh, send us an email, podcast at Sebring.com, or find us on Instagram at Sebring Podcast. Let us know uh, movies you don't think held up, movies you do think held up that we didn't think held up. Uh, Questions for the mailbag. We know we didn't do one this week. It was our 100th episode, so we get to do whatever we want. Right. You can still send us more, or we will use what we have. And we'll, we'll see you next week.